Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm cold. Are you? I am. This was an unseasonably chilly day and I'm not loving it. Yes, but your heart should be filled with the warmth of our 20 years of love. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that. Yeah. All right. But you're still wearing a hoodie and slippers (laughs) and a parka. And you won't let me turn the pellet stove on. Not yet. Not until after we record. All right. Well, let's get this over with then. All right. I'm cold. On the Disney Parks blog, uh, they talk about Earth Day. Um, The first story from Earth Day has to do with harnessing the power of the sun. That's right, because we are recording on Thursday, April 22nd, which does happen to be uh, Earth Day. Um, So Disney has many solar uh, solar farms across the world. Uh, They have one. Actually, they have now three in Florida. One of them, the most popular one, is the one that's shaped like uh, Mickey Mouse when you yeah. look at it from overhead. It's yeah. in the shape of a Mickey head. Uh, they also have one in uh, Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, they have uh, solar canopies in Disneyland Paris that will not only provide um, solar energy, but will provide shelter for 9,500 guest vehicles. That's really nice. Yeah. Uh, they have a new facility that's going to provide power to 70% of Castaway Key, which is Disney's private uh, island in the Bahamas. And uh, with all of the solar facilities around the world, they could produce enough energy to power eight Magic Kingdom theme parks. Nice. So uh, for Castaway Key, that's uh, 4,320 solar panels. Uh, In Florida, uh, they are working with uh, local utility partners to develop two new 75-megawatt solar facilities, which will come online in two years. Uh, The... Uh, Disney Mickey-shaped solar array and the remaining solar arrays cover 22 acres of land, as well as another one that covers 270 acres. Um, So in Walt Disney World alone, they can power up to 40% of their total energy consumption. That's very cool. So very, very good for them. All right. And then you can celebrate Earth Day with an ASMR video. That's right. ASMR, which uh, stands for what? It's sensory something or Autonomous other. sensory meridian response. Um, so that is the relaxing sensation you can experience while listening to certain sounds or watching certain visuals. Okay. Uh, my voice is not one of them. But uh, they, they put one out a couple of weeks ago, if you remember the ASMR Blizzard Beach video. Uh, they have now put out one to celebrate Earth Day with the sa- sights and sounds of the animal kingdom. Oh, that's cool. So uh, we'll put a link to that on our page. Sounds good. Um... I don't know what this is supposed to be. There's a third story about Earth Day. What's that? All right. So the third and final Earth Day story uh, goes into a little more depth. It's it's their field notes. So this is a little more in-depth talk about Disney's uh, environmental efforts. And a uh, Disney uh, doctor by the name of Dr. Zach, uh, I don't know if he's a medical doctor or a, a PhD, um, but he takes takes us on a tour of one of Disney World's solar facilities where not only do they use it to harness the energy of the sun, but they also create habitats for bees, butterflies, and bugs that pollinate the world around it. So, uh, you know, these these uh, solar fields are two-part. They're providing a natural habitat for some of these uh, animals, and they're generating uh, energy. So it's just uh, a little story about how Disney, um, you know, clean power, uh, commitment to wildlife, and uh, you know, it all rolls into their environmental stewardship. Save the bunnies. Save the bunnies. Save the pollinators. 
Uh, in California, Rise of the Resistance boarding group times have been released. That's right. If you're lucky enough to live in California, you can go to Disneyland when they reopen and visit Galaxy's Edge. And they are going to be using a boarding group system similar to what they're doing in Walt Disney World. And in California, they're going to make boarding groups available at 7 a.m. and noon. If you are going to try for the 7 a.m. boarding group, you must have a theme park reservation for Disneyland Park, but you do not need to be on property. Um, if you are starting your day over at California Adventure, you will not be eligible for the 7 a.m. distribution time. Now, when you get to the 12 p.m. distribution time, boarding groups will reopen to both single park guests and park hopper guests. Okay. So, uh, in order to be eligible at 12 p.m., you must have either already entered Disneyland that day or already entered Disney uh, Disney's California Adventure and have a park hopper ticket. Okay. So you do not have to be on property at noon, but you have, have to have activated your ticket for that day. Okay. Um, and then park hopping will begin at 1 p.m. So hopefully if you're at the 12 p.m. distribution, you don't end up with a 1230 time. Right. Yeah, that, that, would, that would be bad if you're in, you know, if you've got a hopper ticket and you started your day off over I have a feeling California if that adventure. were the case and you show up at the gate, they're going to let you in. Or they're going to give you a little bit of leeway right. past that. Um, then the Zippity Doodah song has been removed from the King Arthur Carousel soundtrack. Yeah, this is part of their, uh, steps to inclusion and diversity. Uh, Zippity Doodah, even though it is an Oscar winning song, uh, was part of Song of the South. Uh, and now that, uh, you know, they're beginning to remove all elements of Song of the South from both Disney World and, uh, Disneyland. Um, they are now taking the song off of the Carousel soundtrack. They uh, earlier, uh, last year actually, removed Zippity Doodah from other music loops around the Disneyland Resort. So it's just part of uh, part of the process. All right. Um, California state officials have announced that out-of-state guests are welcome at California theme parks. That's right. Um, so California officials have announced that guests who are out-of-state and are fully vaccinated – um, are welcome now to participate in activities restricted to in-state visitors. So that includes concerts, spectator sports, and more importantly, theme parks. Right. Um, however, at this time, both Disneyland and Universal Studios policies remain unchanged. So they are only allowing guests who reside in California. They are saving themselves a huge headache because otherwise they have to verify that everybody's been vaccinated. Right. And do you really want to be that company who's like having people show vaccination cards at the at the gate? Right. Uh, it's a little dicey to asking that of people. And I think you've got to do it before you get to the gate because what happens if you go to make a park reservation, you buy your theme park tickets? I mean, I think you kind of need to do that at the point where you're doing your park pass. Maybe. I mean, you have a situation though, like in Disney World, you can buy a park ticket. And if you don't, like, read the directions and understand, you could show up in Disney World with your park ticket and your hotel reservation and never get to go to a park. That's right. Because you didn't make a park park reservation. So, you know, it's no different than than that, in my opinion. However, I I feel like there's some talk about basically it being sort of discrimination. You know, restaurants don't want to have to do that because it's just – Right. Well, it's then not it's not a nice thing it's, to it's have to do. It's a question of HIPAA. You mm-hmm. know, it's a medical issue. Yeah, it gets really ugly and and difficult. I think to to navigate that. So I think it's just easier for them to say, 
no, just just In California, guests, right? just California residents for now. Thank you. All right. Um, also in California, they are um, testing a new life-size Tinkerbell meet and greet. That's right. And when we say life-size, we mean life-size as she would be in the movies. So think right. of the little her, Tinkerbell. Right, her actual size. Who would live inside of a lantern or, you know, sit in the bell of a flower. Right. Um, you know, it's obviously utilizing a projection technology. And uh, I saw some video of it. They were testing it in uh, California Adventure uh, within the past week. And it's pretty cool because she starts off in a little lantern and she interacts with the guests as they're coming in and talks to them. And then all of a sudden there's a little flash and you can see her flying around the room as evidenced by her pixie dust. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to a second location and she continues to talk to the guests. So it's, uh, it's very cool. And she's only, you know, she's like, Oh, and you're too tall. Yeah. Like a couple inches tall. It's very, very awesome. All right. Um, moving over to Florida. In the Magic Kingdom, Mobile Order has been added to three more spots. That's right. Uh, Mobile Order, which uh, you can use via the My Disney Experience app, is a way to order food on the go uh, without having to get in line. Uh, And now you can mobile order at these three additional restaurants, the Sunshine Tree Terrace, Sleepy Hollow Refreshments, and Friar's Nook. Okay. Sleepy Hollow has those waffles I really like. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. I would uh, I would definitely use that uh, for Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And Friars the lines Nook, can be so pretty much. long there. Which one's Friar's Nook? Uh, that's the one over by Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah. They just have like regular soft serve ice cream, yeah. I think. They used to have McDonald's fries there. Oh, well, we haven't seen McDonald's fries yeah, in a Disney park in a really ago, long time. Right. Um, American Idol, we know, um, was doing their Disney Day in uh, Florida this year. They actually filmed um, at the Magic Kingdom on the 21st. Yeah, they filmed on the 21st. Uh, Disney Night on American Idol is May 2nd, I believe. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be more filming going on. They're not just going to wrap it all up in one day. Uh, But they were filming around the Mad Tea Party. They were filming on the bridge over to Tomorrowland. Uh, They had tents set up. They had cameras set up. They had walkways blocked off with what? Rolling planters. Rolling planters, yeah. Um, So, you know, they're around the resorts. If you're down there, you might get to see your favorite American Idol. Yeah. I don't have any favorites this year. I haven't watched it. I haven't really watched it either. It was fun two years ago when we were out in California that the the American Idols were there. And we had been watching it for the season, so we did know some of them. So that was kind of neat when we ran into them. Yep. But um, this year, I don't think we, Tony and I, are going to be there um, during the week next week. I think they'll be done. I think if we were there this weekend, maybe we might have run into some people. But I wouldn't even know them if I saw them. So it really doesn't matter. The only way I would know them would be by the fact that there's a camera crew with them. Right. But when we saw um, some of the American Idols in California, there were no camera crews. There were no cameras, but they were traveling in a group. and There There was a small group of them. A little bit of security with them. They had the the tour guides, Mm -hmm. the the Disneyland tour guides. Ambassadors. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Got the wrong word there. That's all right. Um, you have a construction update on the Magic Kingdom for us? Yeah, we got a ton of stuff going on. Over at the uh, uh, Coca-Cola Cool Ship Refreshment Stand, the Cool Ship itself has gotten a new coat of red paint. Um, so that uh, that's good news. They continue to paint that stand uh, as part of the refurbishment towards, you know, as we're working towards the 50th anniversary. Over at Cinderella's Castle, all of the handrails got a new coat of paint. Uh, it's a very nice goldish, brassy color. Um, 
I, I it looks a little different. I think it used to be more black. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's it's more royal looking right now. I yes. don't mean like royal blue, just like right. it gives more off elegant. A, it gives off a royal vibe. Right. Um, over in Adventureland, they are working on some planters, um, and they're not the rolling planters. These are stationary planters over by Tortuga Taverns, so they're redoing those. Okay. Um, over in uh, the Barnstormer, uh, they are repainting a bunch of the props in the queue and uh, canopy replacement right. uh, in the queue. Uh, over at Dumbo, uh, painting continues at both Dumbo the Flying Element, uh, Element mm-hmm. Elephant, and the Casey Jr. Splash and Soak Station. And I think that's it. That's okay. all the uh, refurbishments going on in the Magic Kingdom. All right. Well, then we can move over to Epcot. Um, a little bit of construction news over there regarding um, the area where the electric umbrella used to be. That's right. That used to be the old Communicore building, and they are restoring the corner uh, it used to be a rounded edge, and then at some point they modified the building, and, and it was like a straight edge. And the big deal is that they're putting a rounded edge back up uh, as part of this restaurant. Uh, so this will be a quick service restaurant in what is going to be called the World Celebration section of Epcot. And, uh, you know, it'll be good to have another quick service restaurant. Epcot's a mess right now. Yeah. That entire front of the park is uh, – is, is just a bunch of construction walls and, uh, you know, it feels like Disney Springs was five years ago. Yeah, but Disney Springs is really nice now. It is. And it's going to be really nice when that entrance area to Epcot is finished. They cut out so much of what they were supposed to do at Epcot, but, you know, the entrance area, I, I, I like what they're doing. I like how they're opening things back up and bringing it back to more of the the um, old style, mm-hmm. you know, classic look that right. they used to have there. Speaking of the entrance. Yes, go ahead. Uh, there are additional. There's been an additional set of the points of light visible on Spaceship Earth now, uh, and these have been installed on the face of Spaceship Earth, which is the section uh, you can see as you approach Spaceship Earth from the entrance. Mm-hmm. So the previous set was put more on on the top of the uh, of, of Spaceship Earth, so okay. you really can't see them. Uh, but these are are you know uh, guest facing, and pretty much the first thing you see as you walk into the park. So uh, it'd be exciting to get those up and running. Yeah, they're not lit yet, right? They are not lit. Okay. Yeah, because it would look weird if they were like partially right. It'd just on, be like a little lit. section. <laughs> All right. Um, they have a Dapper Day pop up shop in Epcot. Yeah, this is the uh, coming up this weekend is the tenth anniversary of Dapper Days, uh, which is a day when people dress up in old fashioned outfits. Uh, that's going to take place on April twenty fourth and twenty fifth. And they have a Dapper Day pop-up shop set up um, in Epcot where you can purchase Dapper Day merchandise. So it's it's merchandise that celebrates 10 years of Dapper Days, but you can also buy pinup style dresses, petticoats, shirts, uh, parasols. Uh, this year's uh, catchphrase for Dapper Days is stepping out in style. Cute. Uh, this shop is going to be open from April 19th through the 26th and is located in the Germany Pavilion. All right. Um, some Disney Springs news. Uh, it looks like Cirque du Soleil um, might be coming back in the fall. Uh, well, that will actually be debuting in the fall. Well, yes. Cirque du Soleil itself is coming back, but the new show is debuting. Yes. So Cirque du Soleil CEO Daniel Lamar, uh, in an interview with the Los Angeles Times, said that they will be opening at some time in the fall. Uh, now, they were originally supposed to run when 2019, I think we had our tickets for. No, 
No. 2020, because that's why April 2020. Okay. So April 2020, uh, their new show, Drawn to Life, uh, was supposed to originally debut and uh, hopefully in the fall. Because that theater has now been dark since 2017. I think December 31st, 2017 was right. the last. Because it was closed so, so for a while before they even, you know, expected this uh, new Drawn to Life to, right. to uh, premiere. All right. Um, where was I? Here we go. Resort news. Uh, you have any um, updates on the Polynesian construction? I do. And it's not just about the monorail station, which continues to progress um, but a number of the Moana rooms uh, appear to be finished. Oh, good. And you can tell that because you can see the regular curtains in the rooms. The ones that are still being worked on have uh, covers on the windows. All right. Uh, so the Moana-themed rooms are coming along. Um, the uh, They've removed a few trees over by the pineapple, uh, pineapple uh, lanai. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the rest of the monorail station, the end cap pieces are there. Uh, looks like all of the trusses are in place at this point and, uh, it, it's, you know, it's progressing. They've, they've gotten until June, but, uh, you know, that gives them, uh, what, two months to finish this? Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, it'll be interesting. Move along, move along, yeah. make sure make it happen. Yeah. All right. Um, so the big news in resorts over the past couple of days has been, um, the refillable mugs are now able to be refilled by guests themselves. So for a little while, they had come back, but you had to show your mug to a cast member who would then fill a paper cup with your drink of choice and hand you the paper cup to then dump into your cup. Right. Um, that is no longer the case. Now you can use your um, your mug to fill it at the drink stations. Um, the other part of that is there were some resorts that were not offering the refillable mug program and they have started. So um, I know Coronado Springs had not been offering refillable mugs at all. And mm-hmm. now that is back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there is still a process to get your mugs filled oh. uh, while you're in the resorts. Um, and depending upon the resort, it... Um, some of them are allowing you to use your mugs. Some of them, they're still giving you paper. Paper uh, cups are paper out cups. there. And Where there is a, ga- a cast member who is not filling the cups, but handing you the cup so you can fill it. Oh. So okay. you can fill your own, but they're still involved. All right. Well, I don't think that's the case at all of them, but we'll get you uh, more news as that develops. Yes. Uh, Trattoria El Forno, which is at the boardwalk, is now offering to-go options. Yes, uh, that is a new uh, offering from them because they are uh, primarily a sit-down restaurant. But now, both breakfast and dinner, they are offering to-go dishes. So that's not unique to them. There are a few different um, table service restaurants that are now offering to-go. And if you have the um, Disney Parks app on your phone... You can actually sort of go through and see what's available for mobile ordering, and you may be surprised uh, which ones come up. Okay. Um, What else do we have? Uh, Let's move to entertainment news. The Haunted Mansion movie, uh, which I guess is in development, now has a director. That's right. Uh, They have uh, agreed to terms with Justin Simeon, who was the director of Dear White People, 
Um, and I guess they've been talking with him for a number of years on various projects, but he has now uh, agreed to direct The Haunted Mansion. Uh, this is going to be a live-action version of The Haunted Mansion. Uh, it is not just a remake of 2003's Haunted Mansion starring Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy. Um, but this is going to be a completely different story. It is going to be produced by Dan Lin and Jonathan Eric, who produced the live-action remake of Aladdin. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of good news. I, I don't know. Sure. Uh, um, I don't know if I really want a movie on the Haunted Mansion. No, it just... They had their shot. They you did know, a terrible job. Is it just going to take a lot of the storyline from, you know, the bride with the husbands and the sea captains and all the various if they do stories it right, and lore from over the years? If they do it right, it doesn't have very much to do with the story. You choose one element um, and then you incorporate all the visuals, I feel like, from the Haunted Mansion ride. Mm-hmm. But you put whatever spin of a story you want on them. You have to think of... You know, like Pirates of the Caribbean, super, super successful. But it didn't really follow. There was It didn't necessarily follow the story of mm-hmm. um, Pirates of the Caribbean, the ride. Right. You know, there wasn't like, you know, a big raid with uh, y- y- the pirates and, and, right. and, and the, um, whatever, the prostitutes being chased. I mean, I know that was changed over time, but... Um, you know, there was no scene like that. It was just, you know, the song and then just the general idea. There were some parts, you know, they had like the dog with the keys. Right. You know, so they managed to incorporate little parts of it and yeah. some of the characters. But it was very, very loosely based on, you know, the ride story. So mm-hmm. I don't – it could be good, but it could have been good the first time. Right. And they screwed it up. So right. I don't know. Okay. We'll see what we get. Um, a new film is coming to Disney Plus called Muppet Man. It's a biography of Jim Henson. Yes, uh, and this has been also in talks for a number of years. I guess they started discussing this back in 2010. Uh, but Jim Henson, uh, who we all know from uh, Sesame Street and the creator of The Muppets, um, this movie is going to be produced by Lisa Henson, who is the current CEO of the Jim Henson Company. And it is produced. it will be produced for both Disney and the Jim Henson Company. Disney has owned the rights to The Muppets since 2004, and uh, it'll be the first uh, Muppets-based film since Muppets Most Wanted was released in 2014. All right. There is a new Disney Pixar short coming to Disney+. Plus. That's right. It is uh, a new short called 22 vs. Earth. It is a spinoff from Soul, as you may remember that uh, 22 was the soul that uh, refused to go down to Earth. Uh, and uh, this will be a spinoff from that. Tina Fey returns as the voice of a 22. And, um, you know, it'll probably be funny. It's uh, going to explore 22's cynical nature and rebellion. And they, the short will also introduce five new characters. All right. And it takes place before the events of the movie. Oh, all so right. So it's, it's a sequel, but it's a prequel. It's a sequel prequel? It's a sequel prequel. All right. Yeah. Um, Disney and Sony have come to an agreement which will allow Disney Plus to air uh, some Sony content, uh, which includes uh, Marvel content as well as non-Marvel content. That's right. So most of the Spider-Man films should be coming over to uh, Disney Plus in the in the future. Um, and this is actually covering not only Disney Plus, but Disney channels so anything under the disney umbrella abc fx freeform disney plus hulu you may see some of the content on some of those platforms as well 
the New Deal um, will bring Spider-Man as well as other franchises, franchises like Jumanji and Hotel Transylvania. They're also part of the package. And then beginning in 2022 through 2026, um, a Sony movies that are released will go to Disney after they go to Netflix. So they'll have their theatrical run, they will go to Netflix, and then they will go to Disney+. Plus. Okay. Yeah, it feels like Disney stores more more stuff mm-hmm. on their um, platform. Right. So like you can get anything Disney and it doesn't go away. Well, it's just you know, there. the funny thing is it actually does. So a number of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films that are on Disney Plus right now, you know, the big thing was uh, a number of them were over on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then because of their agreement, they were they had to be on Netflix for a certain amount of time. And I think Black Panther was the last one to come over so that that finalized all of the MCU movies. Um, but some of those MCU movies, as per their agreement, will be returning to Netflix. Okay, but it just depends on what the Netflix uh, Netflix is just throwing a wrench in the works. Right. I mean, I like Disney Plus because the Disney movies that are on there are just they're on there. They're always available. So when you're sitting there and thinking, "Oh, I want to watch this," you can go and watch it. Whereas Netflix, with you know, it's supposed to have all this content. You think, "Oh, I want to go watch this older movie." Right. And you go, and it's not. You can't find it anywhere. You you know, sometimes you can, you know, rent a movie basically from. Amazon or sometimes Amazon will make you buy it depending upon the movie. Like it's not even available for rental. So I do like that Disney has that. I wish, you know, other platforms had that where they just, you know, have all these old, you know, movies where when you think of them, you can just go and watch them and not have to work so hard. We're paying a lot of money for these subscription services. We are. Okay. Um, The Orlando International Airport Terminal C has announced that they are going to have a Universal store, a Disney store, and a Wine Bar George in there. That's right. Terminal C is not yet open, um, but it is going to be the newest terminal over at Orlando International Airport. They are going to have a Disney store, as Cheryl mentioned, and a Universal store. Um, They're also going to have, let's see... Uh, a duty-free shop, Summer House Orlando, SeaWorld Store, Dasano Pizzeria, a TripAdvisor location provisioned by Cask and Larder, Starbucks, Sunglass Hut, Shake Shack, Auntie Annie's, and the Old Hearth Bread Company, um, as well as a few storefronts that have not yet been, uh, you know, rented. Or, I might or, not need to leave the airport. No. I'll just fly in, hang out in Terminal C, and go back. As it is right now, I'm fine in the main building, just getting off the plane, going to Chick-fil-A. There you go. Yeah, but and is there the a Disney, Disney store. store anymore? There is. there is. a Universal store? They closed a bunch of stuff there. Yeah, right? they, they still have at least one. Okay. Um, April 25th is World Penguin Day. That's right. It's not just National Penguin Day. No. It's World Penguin Whole Day. Whole world, yep. So there are six places, uh, if you're into penguins, in the central Florida area that you can go to. I guess central, the middle of Florida, uh, that you can go to see penguins uh, on April 25th. Uh, did you know that there are 18 species of penguins? I did not. Yeah. Um, places you can uh, see them are Gulf World Marine Park, uh, where they have their own African penguin enclosure. Uh, but they also have an interactive in- experience on their penguin encounter. Uh, and during that encounter, you can touch, cradle, and swim with penguins in their saltwater habitat. Uh, They're very and, dirty. I don't know that I'd want to swim with a penguin. And, and that is in Panama City. Uh, over at Jacksonville Zoo and Gardens, uh, they have the Magellanic penguins in the their Tuxedo Coast exhibit. 
Um, over at Miami Sequarium, they have uh, their new African penguins. They also have a penguin encounter, which uh, provides you with one-on-one interactions with a guest. Uh, and SeaWorld Orlando, of course, they have Antarctica, the empire of the penguin. Uh, it's 32 degrees, and it has more than 250 penguins from five different species. Um, and uh, they also have a sixth species there, which are the Magellanic penguins, but they are in the avian research building. You know why? Why? The Antarctic habitat is too cold for them. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, SeaWorld offers two penguin experiences. Uh, they have a penguin close-up time, uh, up-close tour, uh, where you actually get to pose uh, for photos with at least one of the Antarctic penguins. Uh, and then they have a penguin encounter where you go into the Avian Research Center to learn about the park's warm weather penguins. Cool. And then the last location, oh, I'm sorry, two more locations, the Florida Aquarium, they have the Penguins Backstage Pass, uh, where you go up close with the African penguins. And finally, at Zoo Tampa at Lowry Park, they have African penguins as well with an African penguin backstage signature encounter where you get to see how the zoo cares for its penguins. So if you need more details, you can go to the Orlando Sentinel uh, and look under their theme parks and experiences uh, section. Okay, very good. Um, And also, Holy Land is hosting two free days next week. That's right. Holy Land is going to be open April 28th and 29th, starting at 10 a.m. Parking will be free as well. And uh, what will be available is the Scriptorium and the Indoor Jerusalem model, according to Trinity Broadcast Networks, who is the park's owner. Uh, Face coverings will be required. Social distancing is encouraged. And there will be limited entry requirements. Um, Unfortunately, Holy Land has been closed throughout the coronavirus pandemic and has been struggling uh, even before that. Uh, in January 2020, they announced that they would be closing their stage shows and reevaluating the use of their property. Um, now, they do get, because of their free day per year and the fact that they um, house biblical artifacts, uh, they get a tax-free uh, they get a tax exemption on the property. Hmm. Uh, so over time, that has accounted for more than $3 million in property taxes that they have saved uh, right. uh, on the property. Um, so who knows how much longer Holy Land is going to be around. What days is that? Uh, April 28th and 29th. Is that something you might do on one of your free days? Well, the 28th is the day that you're going to, uh, what, the Magic Kingdom without me? I believe so, yes. Uh-huh. I could go to Holy Land. You could go. For yeah. free. Yeah. It's, yeah. It might be well worth it. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, if, you know, we've obviously never been there, and who knows how much longer it's going to be there. It would be. All right. Um, in Universal News, the resort has dropped the price of their prime parking. Yeah, so they uh, we announced a week or two ago that they were raising the cost of prime parking to $50. They have dropped it down to $40, and apparently what they are going to be doing is tiered prime parking pricing. Good Lord. So during... Times when the crowds are going to be big, like spring break weeks, they're going to raise the parking cost to $50. Their general admission remains constant at $26. This increase is just for the prime parking. That's crazy. All right. And then our last story, of course, an update with the VelociCoaster. Um, The VelociCoaster is going to be hosting a pass holder preview in May. They are. There are going to be select times for pass holder previews between Sunday, May 2nd and Wednesday, May 5th. Uh, registration is open. Um, reservations are limited and there will be no standby line for this uh, opportunity. So very cool that uh, 
you know, they're getting this preview more than a month ahead of the opening because it's not opening until June 10th. So I'm assuming there there might be additional pass holder previews uh, offered before then. That would be nice. Yeah. You have any final words? Nope. All right. Hope everybody has a good weekend. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.